0: Today on episode number 444 of the School of Podcasting's Morning Announcements, which you can find at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 444. We've got a last five and five. We have a Because of My Podcast Story. We've got some podcast award news. We've got a way for you to win a pass to the New Media Expo. And we're going to talk with Darren Dake. And I've told you in the past that number one, podcasting can help you be seen as a expert and today Darren's going to prove that and we're just going to examine the power of the niche we're also going to talk about you know when is it time to let your podcast go hit it ladies the school of podcasting with
1: Dave Jackson
0: Podcasting since 2005, I am your personal podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in. If you're new to the show, I got about 20 plus years of helping people understand technology in a fun and energetic fashion. And what I do is I'm going to help you massage your message. I'm going to help you tackle the technology. We're going to flatten the learning curve and get you on the road to pain-free podcasting. Our website is schoolofpodcasting.com. If you'd like to reach me, go to schoolpodcasting.com slash contact. We always like to start off the show with some news and maybe some updates, things like that. And do we have some news? <music> the 10th annual. And if you, we're going to talk today about how you can can uh, win a pass to the new media expo. If you've never heard of the New Media Expo, go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash NMX, and you can use the coupon code SOP2015, and that'll save you 20% off. As you listen to this, on Monday, January 19th, the 10th Annual Podcast Awards are now open to have your show nominated. And again, the, the 10th Annual Podcast Awards, they're being held in Las Vegas during the New Media Expo. And each year, if you're new to the Podcast Awards, audiences nominate and vote. And for the record, audiences and hosts nominate, uh, in some cases themselves, and vote for their favorite shows. But the nominations are uh, and the voting for that record are done over a period of time. And the multiple days of nominations and voting, that means a podcaster with a small But engaged audience can have just as many votes as a show with a boatload of people, but they're not really tied to the host. So it kind of levels the playing field because in the end, it's not about downloads. It's about connection. It's about engagement. And it's about influence. Now, the nominations are closed on February 2nd. So they open on January 19th. They're going to close on February 2nd. And if you look at the past winners, just like the People's Choice Award, you're going to see things like ESPN, the network had their fantasy football podcast win one year. And you're like, well, of course, they're a big network. Well, on another year, Keith and the Girl, which is a comedy podcast, basically started in their apartment, took home the award in 2007. So don't go thinking that, well, you know, I got to go up against now. You have a shot. Why not? What's the worst that can happen, Right. So here's a quick overview of how your show can be nominated. There, again, are going to be approximately 10 to 14-day period in which the Numity Expo will review all of the nominations, and here's how the review process goes. uh, There's verification that the podcast fits in the category that it's nominated. We verify that the podcast has 10 shows produced. So if you're on show number seven, yeah, and also... We verify that the podcaster has been creating shows on or before January 1st, uh, 2015. We verify that the podcaster has a visible RSS feed with enclosures on their homepage. We, uh, there's a, a confidential, non-releasable grading sheet that's been created and uh, a nominated podcast is going to be graded with this sheet. Okay, here's how it works number of nominations counts for 40% of your grade, So this is why you need your audience to, to really say, hey, we want this guy. We want to be able to vote for this person in the finals. Then 15% of your website design is, uh, is part of that grade. So 40% on nominations, 15% on web design, 15% on the quality of the sound. And then last, so you have 40, 15, and 15, that's 70%. Then you got 10% the quality of the podcast delivery and the show format. Then the last 20% is the relevance of content. So if it's the Taylor Swift podcast and I listen to the first 20 minutes and you're talking about your pancakes, that is not relevance of content. So what happens then is nominations are open from January 19th all the way through February 2nd. That's when you can nominate. Then the top 10 finalists in each category will be announced on February 23rd. Once those top 10 nominees in each category are selected by the review committee, and I'm going to tell you how you can be on that committee, um, and they're added to the website, then the final voting will commence. Voting will last for 15 days, ending on March 10th. And from there, every member of the audience, again, can, can vote every single day. They do verify the voting because you'll be sent an email with a clickable link and that's going to be emailed to you. So we do verify the voting. And again, the voting ends on March 10th and then it will be announced. uh, I believe it's April 6th is the day for the podcast awards. I'm sorry, I had the date wrong. It's April 14th. And that's going to be exciting. If you haven't heard already at New Media Expo, Adam Carolla, the most downloaded podcast. He has the record for that. He's going to be there. Norm Pattis from Podcast One. They're going to do a keynote. So that's right. Adam Carolla, Norm Pattis will be doing a joint keynote at the New Media Expo, and we're just getting warmed up. There's some really cool things. The Podcast Awards, there's some things I know about that. I'm just going to tell you, you're going. Plan on, I think that's a Tuesday, plan on attending the Podcast Awards it's been a blast the last few years. It's going to be great this year. I guarantee it. And the beauty is we don't have to worry about snow stopping the host from attending. So that's going to be very, very cool. Now, the other thing is we mentioned how there's this confidential viewing sheet. uh, And I guess you could call it a grading sheet. If you want to be on that, we are looking for people to do that. If you would like to be Uh, considered to be a podcast award reviewer, then go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash P-A-R. That's short for podcast award reviewer. So schoolofpodcasting.com slash P-A-R, and you'll find a form there that you can fill in. And um, the only key is there, you have to have, let's, here's how this works. If you want to to, uh, get a free pass to the New Media Expo you'll have to review four categories. Now, we're, we're telling you this right up front. That's going to take about 16 hours. Okay, so, but if you, revo- if you review four categories, you will be given a free pass to the new Media Expo. And obviously, I should probably say, just to make sure we're on the same page here, travel is not included. This is just a pass to the show. And we'll be having a webinar to go over how to do the scoring. We The goal is to take out all the subjectivity that we can. Obviously, there's going to be some in there, but... Uh, we'll go over that. So if you're not sure what to do, we're going to make it clear as a bell. Is that even a phrase? Clear as a bell? Because how clear is a bell? It's like clean as a whistle. A whistle is full of spit. So, but uh, we'll make it clear for you if you're interested in that. If you're like, ah, you know, I'd go, but I can't afford a ticket to the show. Well, this is a way that you can do it just by helping us review the show. So if you have any questions about that, just contact me at schoolofpodcasting.com contact. Dake sent in a Because of My Podcast story, and when I heard about his show and what happened because of his podcast, I went, oh, Darren, Uh, number one, Darren's a really cool dude. I said, we got to get together on a Saturday or something like that and find a way to get you to come on the show and talk about your topic, your podcast, and what it's done for you. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Darren Dake from the Coroner Talk podcast podcast. Yes, I said coroner talk. So Darren, first of all, thanks for coming on the show, buddy. Dave, thank you very much. I always enjoy being on your shows. And uh, Darren also holds the uh, in terms of shipping, I would say the first person to give me a t-shirt was Rob Walsh from Libsyn. But Darren holds the uh, the award for person to send me a t-shirt in the mail. And uh, I will never forget that, man. That was really, really cool. So, yeah, I want to talk about coroner talk. So explain a little bit about like what is the
1: show? Well, corner talk is just about what you think it is. It's, um, it, we discussed coroner and death investigation topics. And so you,
0: you kick it off. What were your expectations? I guess, did you think you're going to tens, hundreds of downloads? You know?
1: Yeah, I didn't know what to expect on this one. I mean, I, I, I went into this knowing that I had kicked the tires on podcasting. I'd podcasted for almost a year and a half with that one. So I kind of knew that my audio was going to be pretty decent and stuff, but you know, that's kind of niche. First off, you got to be interested in death investigation. Secondly, you got to know why it's a podcast and thirdly, you got to know how to consume it. So I, I didn't know what to expect really. So I think we've done well so far.
0: And that was going to be my question. Not knowing a bunch of coroners, are they generally techie people? Are they completely technophobes? Are they, do you know off the top of your head? How would you classify your audience?
1: Well, here's what I have found by interacting with them so far. You know, in in this industry, we have coroners and death investigators. So we have from the police side and from the coroner side. And in some of these small counties, coroners will become a coroner and stay there for 15 or 20 years because nobody wants the job, right? So (laughs) once they they become coroner, they kind of stay there. Now, some of the what's happening over time is some younger people are becoming coroners. And then the death investigators in police departments and detectives are are involved in the show. Well, they are techie. So I think it's a mix, but, you know, we have people, I have an investigator I've talked to in South Africa that, you know, he loves the podcast and it helps him in his job because he found it. But, you know, there's probably a lot more over there that has no idea how to consume it.
0: Right. And the cool thing that you have being so niche is right now, I'm pretty sure if I went to iTunes and typed in corner, I think you got the market cor- <laughs>
1: Yeah, The only other thing you'll come up with is some hard metal band or something.
0: <laughs> there you go. That's always fun. You, you sent in a, because of my podcast story. So let's, let's kind of go over that.
1: So you start the podcast and yeah, so I've started the podcast and it's growing and, and it's been really well. And, and what has happened then just in the last uh, little while, I've been asked to become the director of training for the association of deputy sheriffs in Missouri. And, you know, basically what I'll be doing with that association, I'm a member of that association and, and I have taught for them, but uh, I've just been an instructor Well, what they've asked me to do is be the director of training and so to try to coordinate all the training efforts with that association throughout all of the state of Missouri geared towards deputy sheriffs. So it's not just going to be death investigation. It's going to be the whole training series and to come up with some training tracks throughout the regions and, and actually develop this. And the reason why I was asked to do that was because, one, I've been an instructor, but they're familiar with the podcast. And so they've been hearing what we've been doing on the podcast the guests we've had, some of the expertise that we've been, that I've been sharing. And they said, you know, we need somebody not only in a technical field, but that can relate, that can teach. And I, and in effect, the podcast actually has given me the credibility for this organization to realize, you know, if we're going to have a director of training, this is the guy we need to have. And of course I was very humbled by that. And it was a job, it was a position that I've kind of always aspired to have over the last couple of years, but I hadn't actually pursued it yet and they pursued me. So that was kind of nice. That is cool.
0: Why did you start the podcast? I guess let's start there. What was the
1: goal? The goal was twofold. One was to bring quality training to people that can't afford to go to training otherwise, Mm -hmm. you know, and and to to increase the, the whole death investigation field and the training. And then the second goal, of course, would be to move myself into a position where i can maybe speak and teach in other areas i've got some i've had some inquiries about maybe speaking at some conferences in other states through other corner associations and things also because of the podcast um and and i want that i want uh, teaching's my heart i love to teach and I, i've i've taught for years and be, like i said you know because of the other podcast i enjoyed it i we did it we were successful And it was great, but you know, Dave, you say yourself all the time, the best way to make a podcast be successful is to podcast in your niche and have a passion for that. Well, it's a passion for what I do, death investigation, and a passion for teaching. That was my main goal for creating it because I want to help improve some of these guys who don't get to training to learn things.
0: Yeah, was there a thought of maybe later making a training course or monetizing it or just like, nah, I'm just going to give this away or...
1: No, there's that thought. I mean, as far as the podcast, I, I certainly will always give that away. That'll be uh, for sure. But, but yes, in this, I hope to by the spring of 2015, I hope to have uh, uh, some back-end training. I'd like to have a, a membership site, uh, so to speak, to where there's a lot of stuff on the site for free now. There's a lot of resources, a lot of downloads. All that's going to remain free, and I'm going to add to it free all the time. But my main reason for actually starting the back end side isn't necessarily the profitability for me. But here's what I found. If you podcast for free, you podcast badly. And so these things cost money. You know, Lipson cost a little bit of money and equipment cost a little bit of money. And my thinking is if I can have a back end side, have a little bit of money coming in from there to cover the expenses, that gives me the ability now to go into better training, better video uh, better resources because you know, my pot of money is only so big. So once it runs out, I can't do any more. So that's going to help me grow my pot.
0: Awesome. Well, I'm assuming that the coroners are coming out of the woodwork. Now they're, they're flocking to your, your podcast. Can you expand on that? Any
1: interesting stories or people or that you've met? Or... Well, you know, I had uh, the, the ones from South Africa. I've had some uh, interesting uh, conversation with people from Australia. There was a a guy from Russia, you know, the country of Georgia. I've spoke to him and he's interested in being on the show. And but and I would love to talk to somebody from a country like that. Well, but his supervisor told him that he could not interact with an American podcast uh, (laughs) investigative needs over there. So that kind of got questioned. But here's a here's a here's a really good story. I had an email the other day from a gentleman, uh, a a young guy. He's a senior in in college. And he's studying psychology and law enforcement. And he sent me an email and he just said, I just want to reach out to you and say, thank you very much for the show. You have indicated that there might be some sponsorship ability or a back inside somewhere. I want to be able to support the show because I have found m- as much, or more value in some of your shows than some of my college classes. And he said, I listen at work. I, I live stream it. And he said, I, I love the show. And you're actually, I think giving me a foot up before graduation that, is exactly what I'm wanting to accomplish.
0: That's it. That's what we call wow content, right? And that guy, that guy right there is the person that's out telling, that's how you grow your audience. That's the guy that's out telling everybody in his class, you guys got a list of this podcast. And so that's awesome. That's yeah, really, really cool.
1: We're in 66 countries downloaded in 66 countries. Most of them are multiple downloads. You know, we always sometimes get that one here, one there, but most of those countries are multiple downloads. Uh, and we're hearing from several of them. And, uh, so yeah, that, you know, I like interacting with our audience.
0: Yeah. How long's the show? It's one hour, like, oh, yeah. give or take an give hour. Or take. Awesome. And then how long do you think it takes to, to put together a show?
1: Yeah. Um, Isn't that a fun question? Yeah. You know, it, it, the the part is the, you know, you take an hour recording and then I've got probably an hour worth of post. I don't do a lot on my post because I want the sound quality to be good. I try to go into it with good sound quality, but I like conversations. And if someone says, uh, or stutters or thanks, that's just real conversation. And so that's kind of how I keep it. Sometimes I stutter too much. And so I'll take two or three of those out. But for the most part, I don't do a lot of that hard editing. I just want to get the sound quality, right? You know what the biggest bit, what takes the most time is this is a, a mostly not completely, but mostly an interview show is finding guests. Mm. And that is, you know, there's a lot of work going into sending out requests, sending out invitations, getting them back and actually getting people set up. Even people say, yeah, I want to be on a show. Awesome. But you never can really make a connection with them.
0: Yeah, it's it's finding, you know, especially when you start talking about different countries. Now it's like, okay, can you meet it at this time? Like, well, that's actually three in the morning, my time. And you're like, okay, that's not going to work. And so the scheduling thing,
1: are you using anything like schedule once or a pointlet or anything like that? I use Schedule once, and I I love it. I, it I heard about uh, the other one you just mentioned, Schedule Let or something. Uh, a pointlet, a pointlet, yeah. But Schedule once, I've used it for a while. It works very well, and I've never had any flaws with it at all. I like <laughs> the way it sends out. It sends out reminders for them, and yeah. then it's out a thank you afterwards. And in my automated, in my automated thank you, not only do I thank them for being on the show. I, I just say I want to. I want to ask for. For two more requests, one an iTunes review, and two, if you know of anybody else that would be on the show or you think would make a great guest, give us a connection. And some of my guests have actually done that for me.
0: That's so, awesome, and that's a great tip because birds of a feather flock together. And so, you know, if they, especially if they had a good time on your show, and they're like, "Oh, this is cool," they're gonna, you know, and and they are gonna reap the rewards of if if they tell their friend, "Hey, you might want to go on this guy's show," their friend's gonna be thankful that they got them more exposure. So it's kind of a cool thing to do to say, hey, I, I think I've got an in for you on an interview. And uh, so it's cool for them to do it that way. That's, uh, and it's great. It's like I said, birds of a feather flock together. So awesome. Well, well I love the story, man. It's it's awesome. Um, can we talk a little bit about your, your? you said you have one show that you just politely said, you know what, I think we're done here. You buttoned right. it up. Um, right. What, uh, I'm always
1: fascinated by why, you know, there are all sorts of different reasons. Why'd you decide to to button this one up? Well, you know, that's the one that was uh, Engaging Life and Leadership. And I guess the reason why we shut it down was because it was a show on balancing life and leadership, not only from from my perspective in life, but also my co-host. It was a co-hosted show. It was a great show. You know, even because of that show, we ended up, I ended up on a panel at Podcast Movement 2014. And so because of the co-hosted show. But what was happening was... um, We wasn't getting the office or the audience interaction with that we thought we wanted. We wasn't getting the downloads we thought we wanted. The people that were listening to it was happy with it. It had great uh, quality as far as sound quality and stuff. But then it comes the issue of where we're putting our time and effort in something that we're making good, but could we not do better somewhere else? So I had already started Corner Talk and that was rolling along. And me and my co-host talked about it and we decided, you know what, we, you know, she's an author. She's working on her third book, traditionally published third book, and she's got a lot going on. So we've decided just to kind of let that one go. And we didn't just let it fade. We had a show talking about what was coming up and why we were fading and what we were going to do. And I think we're going to probably record another one and put on there in a couple of months because our audience has asked for an update of how we're doing. So okay. I think we to give them an update and uh, those few people that watch for us. But that's really kind of why we let it go. I think we'd said all that we wanted to say. And then it was becoming hard and it was becoming a job to come up with topics. And like, yep. you know, maybe it's because we've already said all we want to say after 65 episodes. It's all evergreen content, but let's move on.
0: Was it something where once you finally said and you, you know, you published that last episode, was there like a feeling of relief?
1: Yeah, it, it, there was because we were having to come up with episodes, and it become more of a job than a passion. And it's okay if the job makes lots of money, but when it's a hobby, it's no fun no more. When it's um, when it becomes work, and you don't, and you're not seeing fulfillment from it. it's so one thing if it's work, and you get a lot of interaction from people and a lot of things from, from audiences. But if it's just kind of out there, then yeah, I, I, it was kind of a relief knowing that. Well, that hard part's over. Let me put all of my effort in a corner talk that's
0: right and And it's where you can make you know a lot of people we get the podcast bug and we want to launch you know three or four podcasts at once, and it's like, let's do one really good show. See what that's like. Get our feet wet because you're gonna find out that it's a lot more work than you thought it was. Then launch the second show and the third show where you know you can push one peanut, I would say, you know, a mile, or you can push five peanuts, you know, a quarter of a mile, none of them really get anywhere. So, uh, it's a a great strategy and it it sounds, that is the typical answer. It just wasn't fun. It was a lot of work. And, uh, you know, and and in the immortal words of Ryan K Parker, no one's going to punch you in the face if you bring it back. So you never know. That might be something in the, uh, in the future. So, right. Right. Well, well, of course I got to give you the pop quiz while you're here. Right. Uh, And so if you want to cheat, you can look at your phone, but, uh, what were the
1: last five podcasts you listened to? Well, I'm going to look at my phone. You can look at your phone. There's no, there's there's no detentions. I listened to gobbs. So I guess, okay, the last five. Mm-hmm. Um, the the last five would have been one of the shows on the GFQ network, uh, the guys from Queens, Andrew mm-hmm. Zarin. And I think that it was Tech News Weekly. Okay. Uh, and then uh, This American Life, uh, an NPR show. I listened to that one. And, um, well... The last, the podcast coach, and, and that is not just to put butter on your pancake, <laughs> but that was one of the last five. All right. And then the Ray Edwards show. That is a, a very, that is one of, that's on the top of my list, The Ray Edwards show. I love that show yeah. for many reasons. And then of course, the fifth one um, was the last one I listened to was called True Murder. Now, of course, that fits into my genre. I'm going to say, there you go. But the thing about the the true murder murder podcast, it's it's a blog talk radio podcast, and the audio is extremely blog talk radio. However, what this guy does is he interviews authors that's written true crime books, and so the author goes back and breaks down the entire crime and things that he put in his books, and, and it's very interesting. And I've actually had a couple of guests that I've reached out to that he had, um, and so it's called True Murder, and it's on iTunes. But yeah, it's a It's a blog talk production, Uh, but those are the last five. Of course, I have like 15 saved in my phone, but. (laughs) And the other thing I want to ask you before I uh, let you
0: go here, just because I, you know, your line of work is like you said, not something maybe for everybody. What's something from behind the scenes that people don't, would never know about your job or or something weird that you've seen or, or, you know, that you're like,
1: you know, they would just go really? Wow. Oh, the list is long. I was going to say. But, but, you know, one thing is, number one, CSI on television mm-hmm. is only a very fraction of truth. Okay? Now, people think, well, you can solve all that in 45 minutes plus commercial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, all you, you need is a smidge of DNA. Exactly. And then everything falls into place in 45 minutes. And, and I guess the other, the other thing is, um, you know, there's, there's this whole mystery out there that after people die that sometimes... You know, they'll set up or you know, things like that doesn't happen. When you're dead, you're dead. Once the once the agonal movement stops, the body never moves again. So this whole thing of, well, the dead people just sometimes they just set up on the table. No, they don't.
0: <laughs> have you ever been tempted to walk around with a yellow piece of chalk and draw a smiley face on like a dead body outline? Um, not tempted, but have, actually. <laughs> well, that's why I was laughing when we when when we were coming on. When I was young and stupid my friends and I so we're talking like 16 17 years old we'd be bored and we I lived really close to a school and we would get bored and we'd like let's go do DBOs and we'd have somebody lay down in the most weird contorted position we would draw you know around him with chalk and then we would say you know killed by you know Danny Smith's breath or something like that it was that was our weird you know bizarre form of fun and mischief without getting into lots of trouble
1: all right, my man. Well, again, tell everybody where they can find your show. Well, it's at coronertalk.com, and everything is there, all the past episodes, uh, resources, things in there. And it is open to the public. Of course, Any, there's nothing on those shows the public can't see or hear. I mean, some of them, like when we had the episode on burning bodies, that's got a little graphic.
0: 3617, respond to reports of shots fired. The Coroner Talk podcast takes you behind the scenes. With coroners, clinicians, and death investigators from around the world to provide training, news, and interviews from leading experts in the area of death investigation and scene management, bringing real stories and solid training together in one source. Now, here's your host, Darren Dake.
1: Well, hello and welcome to this week's episode of Coroner Talk. And as always, I want to remind you that this is the only podcast in iTunes dedicated to the men and women in the field of death investigation. And I'm your host for the hour, Darren Dake. And as a reminder, you can find everything about today's show at cornertalk.com. This particular episode is cornertalk.com ct18. And today we're going to be talking to the Dame of Flame, Dr. Elaine Pope. Now, Elaine Pope is a forensic anthropologist, who researches how the human body burns in a variety of structural, vehicle, outdoor, indoor type settings and environments. She does this so that she can collect data and things to train law enforcement officers and death investigators like that. But so if you want to just listen to it, a little bit of voyeur, that's fine. But if you're in the field, it got good information. But all that's open to everybody. We don't say or do anything on there that would be detrimental to uh, any particular family. But. Uh coronertalk.com. Everything is there. And of course you can find me at Darren at coronertalk.com. Awesome. Thank you, my man. All right. Thank you. Anytime,
0: Dave. Super awesome. It's the power of the niche. It's the power of having podcasting help you, you know, be seen as an expert. You get to kind of show off your knowledge and people will notice. And I get emails daily. And the question is, how do I grow my audience? Did you hear that clip where he says that college student emailed him and said, I'm getting more out of your podcast than I am my classes. That, my friends, means his show is dripping, dripping with value. And that's, can you picture, can you picture that college kid that finds the show and goes, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. This is like exactly what I'm going into and telling every single one in his class. You guys got to listen to this podcast. Check this out. You got to go to coronertalk.com. That is how you grow your audience. Not by swapping honest reviews, not by spamming Twitter, by creating content that makes other people go, oh man, have you heard this? I can't believe they made a show about this. This is awesome. That's how you do it. And so that's why I was so happy to have Darren come on the show. Darren, thank you so very much, man. I really deeply appreciate the fact that you came on to share your story. If you can answer that question because of my podcast, blank, you know, I wouldn't have been able to do this without my podcast. Well, what is it? Go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact and let me know. I love these stories. Uh, Also, I meant to mention this at the beginning of the show. But I'm starting to see how not only do I love because of my podcast stories, so do you. And if you go to my link for the survey, where we're giving a lot of wave, a lot of free stuff here, you can win a year, absolutely free, at the School of Podcasting. Here's how you gotta. Here's all you have to do: go to schoolofpodcasting.com/slash. 2015 S, that's 2015 S S4 survey. The other thing I should mention, and I need to just change this, I guess. I've got tons of episodes with this. If you want to join the School of Podcasting, as my way of saying, hey, thanks for being a listener, I really do appreciate it, use the coupon code LISTENER. LISTENER is spelled L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R. It's LISTENER, L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R, uh, because, unfortunately, I see every time somebody tries to spell listener and they spell it wrong, I get notified that somebody tried to use an invalid coupon. It's all lowercase, too. That's the other thing I should say. All lowercase, L-A-S-T-E-N-E-R. Saves you on your first month. So come for the first month and s- stay for the community. And also, if you don't have a website, you can send me an email with the phrase quick start. Here's how this works. Since you don't have a website, you can order a hosting for your website through an affiliate link of mine. That means I earn a little commission. And as my way of saying, hey, thanks for helping me earn a commission. You basically, uh, I will install WordPress on your website along with some of the plugins, and I'll give you a free month at the School of Podcasting. So if you're thinking getting into this whole podcasting thing, you don't know a thing about websites, well, I've got the tutorials that'll not only show you how to podcast, but how to manage your website, and I'll set it up for you. So if you're interested, go to schoolofpodcasting.com contact or again, you can call me 888-563-3228. If uh, you're listening on the podcast app by Apple, you'll see if you click on the picture of the Apple Mart, my phone number is right at the top of the show notes, and you can click on that and just uh, call it on in. So thank you so much for tuning in. Our website is schoolofpodcasting.com. And let me remind you, to live today like it's your last one. Live tomorrow, though, like it's your first, and don't ever let your problems bring out your worst. Don't ever take your mind off. Whatever is your goal, be true to yourself and follow your soul. Thanks for listening. Till next week, classes dismissed. Take care. God bless.